From Greenville, South Carolina, we present... Let the Bible Speak. Let the Bible Speak is the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, preaching Christ in all His fullness. Once again, to Let the Bible Speak, featuring messages from the ministry of Dr. Alan Cairns, founder of Let the Bible Speak Radio Ministries. Currently, Dr. Cairns is preaching a series of studies in the doctrine of the person and work of the Holy Spirit, a subject which is sadly neglected in our day. We'll hear from Dr. Cairns in just a few minutes. First of all, we invite you to enjoy this devotional thought from the pen of C.H. Spurgeon, as found in his collection called Morning and Evening. This morning's text is found in Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Come unto me. The cry of the Christian religion is the gentle word, Come. The Jewish law harshly said, Go, take heed unto thy steps as to the path in which thou shalt walk. Break the commandments, and thou shalt perish. Keep them, and thou shalt live. The law was a dispensation of terror which drove men before it as with a scourge. The gospel draws with bands of love. Jesus is the good shepherd going before his sheep, bidding them follow him, and ever leading them onwards with the sweet word, Come. The law repels. The gospel attracts. The law shows the distance which there is between God and man. The gospel bridges that awful chasm and brings the sinner across it. From the first moment of your spiritual life until you are ushered into glory, the language of Christ to you will be, Come, come unto me. As a mother puts out her finger to her little child and woos it to walk by saying, Come, even so does Jesus. He will always be ahead of you, bidding you follow him as the soldier follows his captain. He will always go before you to pave your way and clear your path, and you shall hear his animating voice calling you after him all through life, while in the solemn hour of death his sweet words with which he shall usher you into the heavenly world shall be, Come, ye blessed of my Father. Nay, further, this is not only Christ's cry to you, but if you be a believer, this is your cry to Christ. Come, come, you will be longing for his second advent. You will be saying, Come quickly, even so come, Lord Jesus. You will be panting for nearer and closer communion with him. As his voice to you is, Come, so your response to him will be, Come, Lord, and abide with me. Come and occupy alone the throne of my heart. Reign there without a rival, and consecrate me entirely to thy service.
If anything is obvious in this modern society, it is that people are confused, frightened, and uncertain about the future. Where does one look for the solution to the universal problems of guilt, doubt, and temptation? A number of years ago, Dr. Alan Cairns produced a booklet entitled A New Beginning, which deals with such questions as, How may I have my sins forgiven and my guilt removed? How may I be sure that I possess eternal life and that I am not deluding myself? And how may I enjoy the Christian life and live above constant failure and frustration? Dr. Cairns answers these questions from the Word of God. A new beginning is for inquirers into the nature of the Christian message of salvation and for Christians desiring to gain a good grasp of the first principles of the gospel. It is useful for both personal use and for group study and discussion. For a free copy of A New Beginning, you may call us at 864-244-2408. That's 864-244-2408. You may email us at info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you prefer regular mail, simply write, Let the Bible Speak. 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Just ask for your copy of A New Beginning, and we'll be happy to provide it. On today's broadcast, Dr. Cairns will continue the message called The Fruit of the Spirit, part of these studies in the doctrine of the Holy Ghost. The text is the passage on the subject that is most familiar, Galatians chapter 5, 16 through 26. Though its component parts are listed, the fruit of the Spirit refers to one Christian character. All nine elements are present to some degree in a truly regenerated person. As Dr. Cairns has shown... This fruit is a direct result of the believer's union with Christ. The fruit is set down in the Bible in three groups of three, dealing with our relationship to God, to men, and to our circumstances. It is our relationship to God that produces love, joy, and peace. Now Dr. Cairns continues this message on the fruit of the Spirit. Every Christian has the fruit of the Spirit. He must have, or he's not a Christian. Jesus says, don't be satisfied with fruit. Make sure it's more fruit and much fruit. That there is no hindrance to that fullness of the harvest of the grace of the Holy Ghost in the life. In all three areas, with God, your relationship there, and your fellowship with men, and also in your relationship to your circumstances of life. 
love is the first thing in your relationship with the Lord. 1 Corinthians 13, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, though I could preach the gospel with the golden oratory of an angel from heaven, if I don't have love, if I don't basically have a love for my God in Jesus Christ, Profits me not. Why can he say that? Because when the Holy Spirit comes to save a man, Romans 5 and 5, he sheds abroad in his heart the love of God. In 1 Corinthians 16, 22, Paul says, If any man love not our Lord Jesus Christ, let him be anathema. Cursed of God, because the first fruit of the Spirit is love. A love for God, a recognition of Him in His glory, and a, a fixation of the heart toward the glory of God. Then there's joy. What Paul calls in Romans 14, 7, the joy of the Holy Ghost. What is this? It's the exulting happiness of the believer in the certain assurance that Christ is possessed in all his fullness. Joy is not just the Indian smile of the charismatic. Joy is not the worldly type of uh, light song that comes from the lips but doesn't touch the soul. Joy is not being able to dance gleefully through life. Oh, at times that may be the case. But joy is the deep inner exaltation of the believer's heart that no matter who is for him and who is against him, no matter how fine his circumstances and no matter how foul his circumstances, Jesus Christ is his in all his fullness. I am blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ. God foreknew me. God predestinated me. God called me. God justified me. God glorified me. Christ died for me. The blood has been shed for me. The Holy Spirit has regenerated me. The Holy Spirit has sealed me. Heaven lies before me. And there's not a power in heaven, earth, or hell that can ever rob me of Christ in all his fullness. I want to tell you when the certainty of Christ possessed grips the heart of joy. That's the joy of the believer. And I say that as the choir was singing in that beautiful hymn this morning, when you've tasted Christ, nothing else can ever satisfy. That's why a believer spoils for the world. You've really tasted Christ, nothing can satisfy other than Christ. Seems to me a tragedy that God's people today are not living the life of joy. As Martin Lloyd-Jones once said, Christians are a very poor advertisement for the Christianity they profess. We're living in a day when our churches are populated by the most miserable bunch of people. I'm not saying that of every church and every person in the church. But generally speaking, the most miserable bunch of people 
Fundamentalists have a name. Now, I don't think it's altogether justified, but I feel that we are giving more and more ammunition to the enemy. They have a name of being the most carnatious. That's a good word, isn't it? It is a word, too. I think it's one of those words that sounds what it is. To use a nice big word, misanthropic bunch of people. Get Dr. Barrett up to give you a lesson in Greek. The verb to hit. And the verb, uh, the noun anthropos, meaning man. They're haters of men. That, that's the way it looks to the world. We don't gamble. We don't drink. We don't smoke. We don't go to movies. We don't play cards. We don't do this. We don't do that. Well, no, we don't do them. Thank God we don't do them. Did you ever get the impression listening to some professed Christians, I don't do this and I don't do that, but all I would to God I could. Did you ever get that impression? Where's the joy? I want to tell you, believer, you will never obtain joy thinking of the things that you don't do. You'll never obtain joy thinking of the things that you mustn't do. You'll never obtain joy by patting yourself on the back and saying, what a good boy am I. No, sir, you'll only get joy when you have your heart filled with the fact, Jesus Christ is mine. And that's what tells you the joy. The fruit of the Spirit. And it's peace. Peace. Now what a word. The world sings about it, talks about it, slams about it, spends money on it. It never happens. Peace is rest from the weight of sin. Jesus says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. My burden is gone. The guilt of my sin is gone forever. God hath said as far as the east is from the west. So far have I removed your transgressions from you. The precious blood of Jesus Christ has covered the foul pit of my sin. It has washed the ungodly hardness within me and reconciled me to God. Bless God, I'll never meet up with my sin. God says, I, even I, am he that blotteth out thy transgression for mine own sake. I will not remember your sin. There's rest, all right. How many people eat their heart out with guilt? They look back in the past, and the past, like an ugly monster, keeps on coming up. And they can't forget, and they can't forgive themselves. They can't get away from the gnawing conscience of what is past. There's no peace of mind as long as the guilt of sin function. I want to tell you when you see Christ the propitiation for our sins the appeaser of the wrath of God when you hear from the throne of God the very truth that old Balaam had to say God hath not beheld iniquity in Jacob or sin in Israel under the blood rest from the waste rest also from wondering about salvation 
nothing can destroy your peace like wondering, am I really sick? Am I really sick? I want to tell you, my friend, you can go to a hundred preachers and ask them, how do I get assurance? And they point you to two or three verses and ask you, did you make a decision? Yes, well, now you sure know we'll make another decision. You've got it. Never works. Never works. How do you get assurance? Listen, I can't give anybody assurance of salvation. It's a fruit of the Spirit. The witness of the Spirit. That's what it is. Listen, Romans 5 and 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God. That brings you back again to what Christ has done. That's reconciliation. I recognize that Jesus Christ died, shed his blood, satisfied God, reconciled every poor soul who calls on him for salvation. Then I can have the peace of assurance and the rest of Romans 5 is all about assurance. How to be sure. All the peace that the Spirit gives rest from wondering about your soul. Then rest from worrying about your situation. Philippians chapter 4. Be careful. Be anxious. For nothing. Could I put that in very colloquial terms? Be care-ridden about nothing. Be careful for nothing. But in everything, I just that stuff there. In everything. But Lord, I'm sick. Everything. Lord, the money's running low. Everything. Lord, even my best friends have turned against me. In everything. By prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Thanking God. How can you thank God when the bottom has fallen out of your world? How can you thank God when death has come into the family? How can you thank God when your body is smitten with disease? How can you thank God when there's hardly enough money to pay the bills and make the ends meet? Oh, it's easy for a preacher to say everything. It's easy for people who are riding on the crest of the wave to tell you, thank God in everything. But my friend, there comes to us a time when all around us seems to be black, there comes to us a time when every circumstance cries out against the promise of God. And it's in that time when most of all we need to be able to find God. Because I tell you, it doesn't matter what's happening in the world. God is still in His throne. Christ is still at His right hand. The blood is still in the mercy seat. The Holy Spirit is still in His people. Salvation is still our possession. Heaven is still our home. Nothing basically has changed. Everything. 
prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known unto God. Um, I think I could put in the word then. Then the peace of God shall keep or stand guard like a sentinel over your hearts and minds, over your will and over your thoughts. Can you think of what Paul's saying there? God's peace, God's rest will stand guard over your will, your heart, your affections, your desires, your yearnings. And God's peace and God's rest will stand guard over your thoughts. No worries then about the situation. When you stop to think of the situations that you get into, are you in Christ? Christ your Savior? Tell me. And I'm not telling you anything that I don't tell myself. Time after time in my study I've got on my knees before God with this very line of thought and with these very words. Lord, here is my situation and I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it. I would naturally get fretful about it. It grieves my heart. Is there anything in this situation that causes a furrow on the brow of Jesus Christ in heaven? Is there anything in this situation that has caused chaos and glory that God starts to bite his fingernails wondering, what am I going to do? Or has he it all under control? Is this just one of the all things that he is working together for my good and his glory? For if the Lord's in control, he's not worried. And I'm in him. And why should I be worried? There's peace. listening to Let the Bible Speak, the radio ministry of the Free Presbyterian Church of North America. We hope you've enjoyed and benefited from today's program. We are here as your servants for Christ's sake. If we can be of any further help to you in the things of the Lord, we invite you to contact us. If you would like to receive our booklet, Separated Unto the Gospel, a booklet that sets forth the beliefs and standards of the Free Presbyterian Church, you may have a copy free of charge, simply for the asking. Our mailing address is Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. That's Let the Bible Speak, 1207 Haywood Road, Greenville, South Carolina, 29615. Our email address is info at faithfpc.org. That's info at faithfpc.org. If you would like to learn more about the Free Presbyterian Church of North America, we invite you to visit our website, www.fpcna.org. That's www.fpcna.org. This is Charles Kelsch saying thank you for listening and inviting you to join us again as we Let the Bible Speak. (music) 